You are listening to the Unity Now podcast featuring the Reverend Sean Birch, the pastor of Spirit of Unity Baptist Church in Roanoke, Virginia. In this podcast, you will hear powerful messages from Pastor Birch and other ministers that tell of the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. These messages will inspire, challenge, and help you grow in your relationship with God. I hope you're ready. I know I am. Let's be blessed by today's message. Good morning, saints of God. This is Pastor Sean Birch. Good to see you on another Resurrection Sunday morning. Um, It is good once again to be able to deliver a message to you on this morning. My hope and my prayer is that uh, God will give you a word on this day that will enlighten you and give you great joy. The Lord is worthy to be praised. Why? Because he rose on this day. The scripture text will be coming from Mark, the 16th chapter, verses one through eight. And I'll also be lifting up John, the 20th chapter, beginning at verse 17. The text reads like this. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, bought spices so that they may go and anoint him. And very early on the first day of the week, when the sun had risen, they went to the tomb. They had been saying to one another, who will roll away the stone for us from the entrance to the tomb? When they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had already been rolled back. As they entered the tomb, they saw a young man dressed in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But he said to them, do not be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified he, w- he has been raised. He is not here. Look, there is the place they laid him. But go, tell his disciples and Peter that he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. So they went out and fled from the tomb. For terror and amazement had seized them, and they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now let's move over to John, the 20th chapter, verse 17 says, Jesus said to her, do not hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to the father, but go to my brothers and say to them, I am ascending to my father and your father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went and announced to the disciples, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Let us pray. Sovereign God, thank you. We thank you for the crucified Christ and the sacrifice that Jesus was willing to make out of love. But we also thank you, God, for the resurrected Christ who conquered Satan, sin and death. We appreciate all that you have done for us throughout human history, O God. 
Now, God, I'm just asking that you take hold of this earthen vessel and have thine own way during this preaching moment. And after the preaching moment is over, God, my hope and my prayer is that you help us to have a greater appreciation for the role of women in Mark's account and in John's account and in the church today. Lord, help us to remember the significance of the resurrection. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. The sermon title that I leave with you all on this Resurrection Sunday is, is, a, is called, There is More to This Story. There is more to this story. Go ahead and hit your timelines, leave a message, tell somebody there is more to this story. One of the many things that stand out to me about the resurrection of Jesus Christ throughout all of the gospel writings is the fact that the tomb, the empty tomb was not discovered by men. The male disciples did not discover the empty tomb. The Pharisees and the Sadducees did not discover the empty tomb. However, uh, also we noticed that the men on the road to Emmaus did not discover the empty tomb. However, the gospels record that it was women who woke up early on the third day on a Sunday morning to anoint Jesus's body. But when the women get to the tomb, they discovered that the stone is rolled away. They see angels or an angel, depending on what translation you're reading or which gospel you're reading. And they also see an empty tomb. In fact, the first person to see the resurrected savior is not a man, but a woman by the name of Mary Magdalene. She is the first person at the tomb weeping. She is indeed the first person at the tomb struggling with the reality that her Lord and savior had died but also she was at the tomb grieving. Mary, this woman who was once invaded by demons, was the first person to hold on to Jesus and worship him. She is the first person who speaks to the resurrected Jesus. She is the first person to fight through the tears that were flowing through her eyes to be able to visually see that it was Jesus Christ and not the gardener she assumed initially. And we even notice in John's account that she was the first to be commanded to share the message of the resurrection to her male cohorts or colleagues. All I just stopped by to let you know this morning on this day, on this resurrection day, that, that there seems to be more, more to the story. As we look at Mark's gospel, as we take a deeper look, especially how the gospel ends at verse number eight, it tells us that that they received these instructions, but they left terrorized and and full of in terror and full of amazement. And, and, and that had seized them. And the text goes on to say that they had nothing that nothing to say to anybody, that they didn't say anything to anyone because they were afraid. Now, this bothered me, saints of God, because I'm wondering to myself, like many other commentators and many other theologians are wrestling with the idea, how, idea of how could Mark actually end like this? You may notice in your scripture text that you might have a shorter version to Mark in verse nine that ends it in a different way. Uh, you also notice in this particular text that 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 there's a longer version to to the gospel of Mark, the 16th chapter that adds more to the story. But technically, verse eight 
ends it right there. And I was not satisfied with that ending. I was not satisfied with that reality that it just ended with women being afraid, not sharing the wonderful news that Jesus Christ has risen from the tomb. And so like any good investigator, I, I, I was encouraged by the spirit of God to dig deeper into the text and, and cross-reference and look at some things. And the spirit of God whispered in my ears throughout the week and throughout the past few days saying there's more to this story. There's more to this story because the women, the women, yes, they left and they didn't say anything to anyone. And yes, they were probably afraid, but out of amazement and respect to be obedient and, and fled the scene to go tell somebody. But I believe that these women were quiet for a reason. Somebody say, yeah, they were quiet for a reason. We have to consider the context that they lived in. They lived in a male-dominated context. They lived in a time where women were considered to be lesser beings. They lived in a situation where if they had spoke of Jesus resurrecting, that someone would come out of the woodworks, maybe the Sadducees or the Pharisees would come up or any religious leader and accuse them of lying and probably stone them on the spot. And so I recommend and I suggest this morning that the women were quiet for a reason. Somebody say, yeah, they were quiet for a reason. Because if you were a woman living in those times with the information that you had, that Jesus is no longer in the tomb and that he has been risen and that message came from an angelic presence, would you go around telling anybody before you got to the disciples? We notice in his text that it was intentional for them not to share it with just anyone, that they were being obedient and that they went to the disciples to share the wonderful message that Jesus rose from the grave. It was definitely smart on their part not to just share with any any bystander on the road because that person could have very well went to the religious leaders. And those religious leaders uh, had already made up in their mind that they were going to try to lie about Jesus rising from the grave by saying the disciples stole his body. And so if they were willing to tell the lie that the disciples stole the body, what do you think they would have done to the women that went around that would have went around telling people that Jesus rose? from the grave you know as well as I do that considering this time considering this context that they probably would have been stoned they probably would have been lied on but glory be to God that the spirit of God gave them wisdom to keep their mouths closed until they got to the disciples to tell the rest of the story that that the rest of the story is that Jesus's Jesus's life didn't end on the cross, that Jesus's uh, body is no longer in the tomb, that on this day, on this third day, one early Sunday morning, Jesus rose up with all power in his hands. And because he lives, somebody say he lives, he lives so that we can have an opportunity to have a lasting and loving relationship with God. 
There's more to the story and we see that these women fill in the gaps for us that we miss throughout time, space and history. And we ought to thank God that these women were brave enough to go past their fear, to go past every bystander, to be obedient to the Lord and share this gospel message, this good news that Jesus is not dead. In times like these, we need good news. We are bombarded with news about the coronavirus. We are bombarded with news about many deaths throughout our nation and world. And so isn't it good that we have some news coming from women, coming from every person who believes in Jesus, that he rose up and he's no longer dead. He's not in the grave. He's no longer laying down cold. He is alive, active, and eternal. Hallelujah, God. There's more to this story. These women, yes, they were amazed. These women, indeed, in fact, they may have been, been seized with amazement, and they may have had fear. But to see them push through all of that, to share some good news. I'm wondering today, today, what are you willing to do to share the good news of Jesus Christ? Are you willing to go past your fears, pick up the phone and call somebody? Are you willing to minister to the homeless on the street? Are you willing to minister to the drug dealer or the prostitute? Are you willing to minister to those? Jesus Christ rose up for a reason. And it wasn't just be, just so that we can gather in a church, but that we can go out the church and share the good news with those that are living in darkness share the good news with those that are bombarded with a lot of evil around their society to share the good news with somebody that's depressed and, and hurting we all have access to the good news and I wonder what are you willing to do to share that good news of the resurrection of Jesus Christ on this day There's more to this story because when the women report this to the disciples, we learn in John's gospel that Peter and John ran to the tomb. We also notice in John's gospel that, that not only do Peter and John go to the tomb, but we also notice that Mary Magdalene follows them as well. And so when she follows them, saints of God, we notice that Simon Peter is behind John. John gets to the tomb first. Yeah, somebody say John got there first. But as John got there, he hesitated to actually go inside. Once Peter got there, Peter went inside and saw the linen, but nobody. John goes in there, sees the linen and nobody. Mary already knew that there was linen and nobody. Mary already knew that, 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 that there was nobody and that she was told by an angel that Jesus had risen. There's more to this story. Somebody say there's more to this story. That as they see the linen wraps lying there, I believe that the disciples were amazed. But yet I'm convinced they did not understand the meaning of scriptures about Jesus rising up from the grave. So the Bible tells us 
my family, that, that Peter and John left the scene. But as they leave the scene, we notice that Mary is still outside of the tomb by herself at this point, weeping. There's more to this story. That yes, it's okay to weep. It's okay to cry. But we also must realize that in the midst of our weeping and crying, we still have to trust that God will help us through. And so God helps Mary through this moment and, 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 and reveals to her two angels that sit down and, and tell them that Jesus is no longer there. And they ask her, woman, why are you weeping? And they have a conversation with her and talk and acknowledge her and talk about her grief and acknowledge her pain. Every once in a while, we go through pain, we go through grief, and it's good when God acknowledges what we are dealing with. But this story is not so much about the so much about the pain and grief that she experienced it's not so much about the tears that she cried and confused Jesus with being a gardener it's not so much about the fact that as she fought through the tears to see or to see who it was it's not so much about the fact that she was there and she was maybe distraught that Jesus's enemies took his body but the moment through her pain, the moment through her tears, Jesus cries out and cries out and calls and says to her, Mary, in the moment that Jesus says Mary's name, hallelujah, we find that, that Mary recognizes Jesus and she immediately says, teacher. Yes, somebody say teacher. Because earlier I said that she had to go report to her colleagues and cohorts, cohorts, excuse me. And, and, and we realized that in that text uh, and the statement I made is proof right here that if she recognized that Jesus was her teacher, just as Jesus was the disciples teacher, that means that we cannot go on throughout our, the rest of our days thinking that women cannot teach anybody or preach to anyone any longer. Because if Jesus can be recognized by a woman as her teacher just like men recognize Jesus as their teacher then we should be able to embrace women's role in the church today yeah somebody say hallelujah if you're a woman out there say I'm important too mm -hmm. yeah there's more to the story because not only do we notice that she recognizes Jesus as her teacher, the same way that the male disciples recognize Jesus as her teacher on this Resurrection Sunday, but we also notice that Jesus gives her an instruction. Jesus gives her a command. We say, we notice here in the text that the text says Jesus said to her. And so that word said or say from the Greek means to command. And the original language suggests to lay an argument to rest. Because there was an argument that, that you had two disciples walking away wondering if Jesus really rose up from the grave. And Jesus gives her a message to tell her to go back to my brethren and let them know that the matter of me being a dead or alive is now put to rest because I have risen. Somebody say, let's put the argument to rest. Yeah, Jesus has risen. He's not dead. He is alive. And I know this to be true because my Lord and Savior it reaches beyond time and space, being able to help 
each and every person. Uh, I don't know about you, but I know what Jesus has done for me in my lifetime. If you know what Jesus has done for you, if you know that there was more to your story, your story didn't end at the grave. Your story didn't end at the tomb. Your story didn't end at jail. Your story didn't end by still being addicted to drugs. Yeah, there's some more to this story. There's more to your story. And you ought to be glad that there is more to your story. Everybody may not acknowledge the rest of the situation. Everybody may not acknowledge the rest of the story. But you ought to be glad that every every gospel, that the gospel message here through Mark, Matthew, Luke, and John all verify that women had a role. And all I just want to say is that God can use women as a vehicle to share the message too. Every For every boy out there, God can use you. For every girl, God can use you. For every man, God can use you in some way, form, or fashion to be able to share the message of Jesus Christ. And you ought to take the time right now to celebrate the value in that point right there that God saw something in you and God saw something in me. God said there's more to Sean Burgess story. There's more to your story and you ought to shout hallelujah right now that on this resurrection Sunday we all have the responsibility to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is a privilege. That is an honor. And I'm so glad that he lives. I'm so glad that I have been able to realize the role of women even now. Back then in that biblical context, and I believe even today. I want to encourage you on this Resurrection Sunday to embrace the fact that, yes, there's more to this story, but there's also more to your story that your story does not have to end in sin. Your story doesn't have to be re rewritten by your haters. Your story does not have to be dictated by those that don't believe in you. Yes, there's more to this story. And I'm glad and I'm so glad that Jesus clarifies the story, that there is some sense of harmony about people's involvement. And this is not a message to say that women are better than men, and men are better than women. This message is to say that we all can be used by God to share the gospel message of Jesus Christ. So if you know that Jesus saved your life, will you please share the gospel message of Jesus Christ? If you believe that Jesus rose up from the grave, will you go run and tell somebody that Jesus is alive and well? If you believe that Jesus transformed your life, will you go tell somebody that the risen Lord transformed your life? Will you do that on this day and every day forth? God bless you. Let us pray. Sovereign God, I come to you right now just saying thank you. Thank you, God, for the opportunity to be able to share the rest of the story. That your story didn't end on Calvary's cross. Your story did not end in a borrowed tomb. Your story continued as you rose up on one Sunday morning. We thank you, God, for being true to your word. 
And we thank you, God, for respecting all persons and vessels to be used to continue to share the gospel message. So, Lord, I'm just asking that you continue to have thine own way. Help somebody on this day to understand and recognize their value to be used by you in a powerful and miraculous way. God, we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank you for joining us on this Resurrection Sunday. We hope that you enjoy this time with your family, your friends. Please take the opportunity to reach out to someone on this day and tell them about the awesome news of Jesus Christ. He's no longer dead. He is risen. And I'm so glad that we serve a risen Savior. God bless you. God loves you. Take care and we'll see you next Sunday.